here's the part to cut out. Okay. So. <laughs> no, he didn't. He wasn't throwing him under the bus. He wanted him to be a part of the conversation, even if it was to say that he didn't watch. I it. was just going around the circle. It uh, slipped me brain hole. I think Don't, we got, brain fart. Oh, Don't worry about it. Whatever gas you want to pass. I got. Uh, I wish I could. I'm constipated. Oh no! <laughs> cool. What happened, buddy? That sounds yeah, When's the last time you took a bowel movement? <laughs> That's when's the last BM? Uh, <laughs> not, not today. <laughs> All right. And this is another episode of Movie Toast. This is a reviews episode. Corey, I fucking swiped it. We're going to oh, go with totally this? Totally no, we're not going it. with this. I want to see how far this was going to go. I mean, no. Um, we are? No. no I was waiting for Adam to be like, oh, I'm taking off to record. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go back. I was Let's down. Let's go back. Oh. All right. Tell you, we're good, Corey. Go ahead, buddy. I mean, if Dennis wants to do it, I could just sit that was here. A, that was actually a pretty good. That was a good intro. <laughs> Be the easiest thing I've ever done in my life. I'm not. Whatever, make whatever, guys. You want to do it, hey, Dennis? You can do it. Yeah, sure, sure. Dennis, he already did. He already did. It was amazing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. Well, okay. toasters, you're you're in for a treat. Um, I don't know what I'm doing here. Hopefully, I don't <laughs> run it into the ground. So, guys, for this fantastic review episode, Adam, what do you got for us? I watched the Netflix original movie from Happy Madison called The Wrong Missy. It stars David Ooh. Spade, Nick Swartzen, Sarah Chalk, Laura Lapkus. She should have been the second name here. Uh, and a bunch of other people you've seen from Happy Madison movies. That's Adam Sandler's production company. Um, so this movie is about a man. He's on a bad date, the worst date in the world. This girl fucks with him, and he ends up breaking his legs on the date. And after that, he Jesus. swears off dating people. <laughs> And David Spade meets this one woman who is exactly like him. Uh, she doesn't drink. She reads the same books. They have the same point of view. And her name is Missy. And so there's a corporate retreat with the new owner of the company. And there's rumor that David Spade and Adam Sandler's wife are up for the same job. And this corporate retreat is in oh. Hawaii. David Spade's like, oh, wow, we can take someone with us on this trip. I swore off a woman. But this lady, I really want to get to know, and I want to take her with me. So he invites her. He gets on the airplane, and it turns out it's the girl from the terrible date in the mo- in the beginning of the movie. She's a free-spirited, <laughs> wacky, out there, fucked-up lady. On the airplane, she gives him uh, oh, like a horse geez. tranquilizer to knock him out. He wakes up to getting a hand job underneath a blanket on the plane. And so that's just the type of movie you're in for here. Oh, God. And there's everything from threesomes to... Hurting yourself to oh, whatever you can imagine a Happy A. Madison movie has, you have it. If you had to place this on the spectrum of Happy A. Madison movies, what is this most similar to? It's probably uh, at the top tier of the Adam Sandler Netflix movies. Mystery Date I liked. All right, so I'd say it's below Mystery Date. I'd say Mystery Date's like top of the line Netflix Sandler movie. I oh, guess. interesting. Oh, okay. What about that other uh, David Spade, Adam Sandler movie? That it was like uh, the, the do-over, the where do-over. Uh, they pretend to be dead. Definitely yeah. better than that. Okay, like it's oh, just it's okay. refreshing to see David Spade, in my opinion, to see him be the straight man and to take things. See, he's not super over the top with it, like he is in like Tommy Boy or whatnot. He's just like a regular guy. It's a quick movie. It's like an hour and a half at most. Interesting. Yeah, The Wrong Missy. Uh, if you're into Happy Madison movies, you don't want to take stuff seriously. You want a good chuckle here and there. I'd check it out. 
So it is a newer movie, so there are not that much tidbits. Sorry. Uh, so in the scene where Tim, Missy, and Julia are about to have a threesome, spoiler, the song playing in the background is My Neck, My Back, which is covered by Ellie King, who is the daughter of Rob Schneider. Nice. Um, <laughs> and then this is the second movie where Rob Schneider's character gets bitten or attacked by a shark. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the last one, Stinker. while Tim is, while Wim is. <laughs> <laughs> That's my catchphrase. While Tim is watching the YouTube video of Missy, there's a movie clip on the top right that's it's called Father of the Year, which is another Netflix movie. Giant piece of shit starring David Spade. <laughs> that's hilarious. I didn't pick up on that. Those are, oh, that's those are good. For a movie nice. that came out two days ago, that's, that's yeah. good. Nice, man. Well, I, I've already got it on my list. Yeah, I'll, I'm, I'm going to watch that one. I'll have, to, I'll, I'll have to add it to my list as well because I haven't really been on it on Netflix that much lately, but I'll definitely yeah, add shit. it to my list. Well, hey, Tommy. Uh, so what did you watch after your list? Oh, I see what you did there. That was beautiful. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so off of my list, uh, I watched the 2014 action adventure comedy, The Interview. This is an interesting movie because if you guys remember back to when it came out or when it almost didn't come out, there was a big controversy over whether they were going to play it in theaters or not because they didn't want to start a war with Kim Jong-un. <laughs> they, they were yeah. worried if they played this movie in theaters that North Korea was going to bomb us or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so what ended up happening, they postponed the interview in theaters to the point where they weren't going to show it at all. No, 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 Tommy, Tommy. They, it did come out. It was very scarce. I saw later, it Christmas it Day. No, it's, I saw it Christmas Day when it was supposed to come out. At the okay, well, then it was so scarce that it was not playing in any theaters around my area. I think and I so saw I remember, it with you, Adam. Uh, you may have, yeah. I just remember one of my friends came up to visit, and we rented it on, on video on demand. This was maybe like a week or two after it first started in the scarcity of theaters slash video on demand. We watched it. I laughed throughout the entirety of the movie. I thought it was genius. It was hilarious. Is really, 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 really funny. Second time around, this is the second time I've seen it since then. Just as funny as the first time I watched it. The writing was great. The uh, chemistry between Seth Rogen and James Franco will be talked about, I think, many, many years to come. They got a really good chemistry. Anything they do. Pineapple Express was uh, the first time, I think, that we ever saw them together in a movie. Right? Or was it well, before that? Uh, nope. Yeah, I'd say for a movie, but they were in uh, Freaks and Geeks together and other little yeah. things in there. <laughs> right. That's right. Uh, anyway, so that that right there, I mean, just knowing the chemistry between the two of them, that's pretty much the movie. And it's for those of you that have not seen the movie, uh, it's about this guy. James Franco plays a guy named Dave Skylark, who is a host of his own TV show called Skylark Tonight. It's like a celebrity tabloid type show. And Seth Rogen plays the producer named Aaron Rappaport. Long story short, they find out that North Korean's dictator Kim Jong-un is a huge fan of the show. So and then, that Eminem is gay. And that Eminem is gay. <laughs> and that, uh, what's what his name, Rob Lowe, Rob Lowe is going bald. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, I guess uh, Seth Rogen's character was noticing that he was uh, he, he was, wasn't liking where he was with the producing. And it's like, dude, we're talking about dick and balls and this stuff. And it's stupid. I, I got into journalism because I wanted to report the, you know, the factual stuff, the really good stuff, this and that. And I'm, we're not doing that on the show. So I'm gone. I'm out of here. 
and uh, James Franco's character convinces him like, hey, Kim Jong-un is a fan of the show, so why not interview the most notorious man on the planet? Well, Seth Rogen makes it happen. They go to North Korea. The CIA gets involved, and they try to turn it into a assassination mission that no one will ever find out about. What is it, a honeypot? Honey, honey dick and honey, honey dick. You honey dick. Honey dickin'? Yeah, you honey dick him. Honey dickin'? I'm honey dick. Oh and my God. It's just the guy that plays Randall Park. Uh, Kim, Kim Jong Un. Oh, God. Randall Park. Fantastic. I, he, he gained weight for his role. I, apparently, I, I didn't know him before uh, this well, movie. Well, Tommy, don't, don't you ever feel like a plastic bag? <laughs> <laughs> sorry I, I fucking uh, have to oh man my dad and tells me it, it's what's gay. great is <laughs> do you like I mean and there's so many drinks? there's so many lines of dialogue as you can hear <laughs> that are quotable uh, they hate us because they ain't us I say that all the time <laughs> oh I say God. that so many <laughs> so much and I've only seen the movie twice are they jealous? Are they peanut butter and jealous? <laughs> Fucking love it! It's great, and the, my, I think my favorite—I laughed just as hard as I did the first time uh, when they're <laughs> after the party in the beginning of the movie, and uh, James Franco has a boner, and Seth Rogen's like, "Dude, like seriously, you need to calm down. She's she's totally honey dicking you or honey potting you or whatever." <laughs> he's like, "No, he's not." you have a boner. And he's like, no, I don't. He's like, take your hands away. He goes, no, I won't take your hands away right now. And he goes, you know what? Fine. Look at this. And he stands up. He's like, look at it. I don't know what it is. The way he said it. It's just, I died laughing. Tears flow. Like just, Oh, I, I almost couldn't breathe. I was coughing so hard from the laughter. It was that, it's yeah. so funny. That's and awesome. That sounds like a powerful experience. Yeah, and there's multiple scenes like that. It, that's one not of, the only one. One of my favorites is after he realizes that the store's fake and everything's fake in North Korea, <laughs> when he's like, was the fat kid fake too? Yeah. <laughs> that's <all right. laughs> that was a good one. Oh, man. Jesus. There's just that's so many. Funny. Yeah. That, uh, that point you brought up, Tommy, about rent, because I, I, I did the same thing. I I thought it was all like, oh, I'm, I want to support American cinema, blah, 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 and I, I bought it on uh google play like the day it was available to purchase yeah and i spent like the 15 bucks or the 10 bucks right. or whatever it was to have it attached to my google account forever there you go and <laughs> i still have it there, there you go. i don't regret it what i mean it's it, it was a fun movie though i have to agree like that it's still got some solid laughs i liked watching seth rogan and just i i liked watching their crew with that size of budget yeah mm-hmm. yep. that was fun yeah it's like guess what you you keep getting that same quality if you scale up what's uh what's being made right so de- their point definite it's green funny. light i think we're all in agreement cory green light what nice, do you think of the movie? i don't remember <gasps> oh interesting so, one i take it I think I was tired and it was Christmas when I watched it and mm. I don't remember. I remember uh, the honey dicking and I remember the hate us can hate us because they ain't us. <laughs> uh, hey, one of my favorite parts was the, the glove, the hand. Oh. The, I will say, oh, I, remember, I, remember, <laughs> I remember liking this is the end more. 
See, I didn't like this at the end the first oh. two times I saw it, and then it fucking grew on me. I'm like, this is just a bunch of short films. I'm like, this movie is fucking genius. I was genius. the exact opposite. Three Adam. times seeing it in the theater. First two times, loved it, and couldn't stand it after that. Wow. After watching it, yeah. That's funny. Really? Yep. Huh. I, can I toss I can in watch really... both of those. And see oh, what, that's what true. This... Yeah. It's been a while. I haven't seen this now. at the end in a long time. We should, we should do a commentary about that. Oof. Go ahead, Dennis. I remember right before, or right around when that movie was coming out and all that news was in the air with North Korea, I was I was doing PA work for a production company where I had to deliver a fucking Christmas gift bags to the Sony lot. And it oh was like, God. it was such a big ordeal because I had to go through like three or four layers of guards to get to really the mailing Ooh. department. Well, because of the, wow. the email leaks from Sony. Yeah, but yeah exactly, exactly. And it was just like, oh, well, fuck. This is nuts. I, it kind of feels weird. It felt like some, you know, oh, yeah. compared to the quarantine-like world that we've all since experienced by now, this was a weird feeling of just trying to get through security at that. My boss on the show that I'm on right now, he was talking about it because he was working on a show on that lot when that all happened. He oh, said, sure. like, everything was like you were working back in the old days. You couldn't use any electronics to send anything. You had to write everything by hand. Like top-notch oh, security because they were afraid after those leaked emails. So you're still on a show? <laughs> oh, I'm on the show. I'm on hiatus, but I'm still on it. He was talking about it one of the last days uh, we were there. Uh, we and about how Seth Rogen's uh, their office was right next to Seth Rogen's uh, where he would edit, and they could tell when he was there because they could just smell the weed warping into their <laughs> office. God. <laughs> so okay. Can uh, can I go into the, the uh, Tommy's tidbits? I'll get your get yeah, yeah. Right. them bits. So Tommy? for I'm going to start off with going in uh, correlation with what we were talking about with the the whole the threats from North Korea. So on uh-huh. June 25th, 2014, North Korea's official Korean Central News Agency condemned the film without naming it, promising <laughs> quote a merciless retaliation if the film is released. Uh, And this is what they said, quote, unquote, making, and you can quote me on the quote, unquote, sorry, (laughs) making and making and releasing a film on a plot to hurt our top level leadership is the most blatant act of terrorism and war and will absolutely not be tolerated. So that right there, like it, it, there was just the second time we've done that. We did Team America World Police. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, having since survived the uh, the apocalypse, we are here giving yes. you this movie toast podcast. And uh, Kim Jong isn't <laughs> right now. There's speculation that he's dead, but they're saying he's still alive. He's well, they're saying he's still alive. They're saying but he's, that he's really recovering. Dead, right? I don't well, know. I don't think we'll ever find out. Well, you know, he, yeah. my man doesn't yeah. even news anymore. But he does. Uh, rumor is he doesn't even have an asshole. He he doesn't poop. <laughs> you tell me no. my man doesn't poop. Oh, yeah. I heard you about that. My... <laughs> tell me my man doesn't poop. Uh, oh god. Yeah, the news is like ten minutes of news and then half an hour or forty five minutes of speculation now. Yep. Like so... two weeks ago, they were like guaranteed dead. See the train? He's dead. <laughs> then the next week, they're like, oh, he he opened up like a rotisserie chicken place or something. <laughs> Uh, so apparently Randall Park was the first to audition for the role and got the part immediately. He gained 15 <laughs> pounds and had his hair cut just like Kim Jong-un. Uh, for the interview, he had his hair cut like Kim Jong-un. So there there you go. That's uh, that's great. Yeah, He looks completely Confidence. different in everything else, yeah. 
Oh, and then if you've seen him in uh, Office Christmas Party, <laughs> oh, what a creeper. He's great oh, in Office Christmas Party. He has what, the mommy, uh, the, the baby mommy fetish yeah. thing? <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right, anyways. God. So uh, Eminem apparently wrote his own lyrics for the rap in his interview. <laughs> um, and then this one's great. This is the last one I'll, I'll tell you guys about. There's so many more I want to tell you, but this is the last one I'll tell you about. A group of political activists in South Korea reportedly planned to purchase 100,000 copies of the film with Korean subtitles and drop DVDs and USB sticks containing it over North Korea using balloons. <laughs> there are, so there are tight restrictions on foreign movies in North Korea, but a black market exists and many citizens have had private access to DVD players and other devices. So that would have been funny if that they're like, here, we're going to send a hundred thousand copies of the movie Got into an interview the place balloon. where they consider it to be an act of terror, <laughs> the, the highest level of, of terrorism. God, <laughs> man, that's funny. Yeah. Well, mm, speaking of, just deliberate acts of terrorism. Corey, what movie did you review? Yo, dude, you know I didn't watch shit. This <laughs> oh, throwing you under the bus, oh. bitch. <laughs> Damn. I will. I, okay, on, to be honest, this is a solid transition. To, to the quality of a film I watched, the 2017 picture, Sleepless, oh starring Jamie Foxx. It is a hour and 34 minutes long. It is starring David Harbour, Michelle Monaghan, uh, Dylan McDermott, not, not De- Dermot Mulroney. Dermot Mulroney. I always mix those <laughs> up. Um, and then my favorite name in Hollywood, Scoot McNeary. I love Scoot I McNeary, say, dude. He, oh, he's, he's amazing great. in everything he's in. And he, uh, again, shines in this film, and he is my favorite character in this movie. Yeah. But to be honest, it is not saying much. I oh, am not no. going to be shy about my opinion of this film. Um, so I will say the movie starts off fantastic. Within the first like three minutes of the movie, we have a shootout. We got dudes in masks stealing drugs from another car full of dudes. And then another car pulls up and they have a shootout and they got to get away from before the cops show up. And lo and behold, one of the guys in masks shooting the people stealing the drugs is Jamie Foxx, who what? is a uh, <laughs> who is a cop. And Wanting his muscles. Eh, kind of, not really. Actually, oh, that's okay. going to be one of my criticisms of this film. All right. All right. Maybe that's a comment on the original film, but I don't know because I haven't seen it. Got it, it. Is, um, this is a remake of a French movie that is of the same subject matter. So what we come to find out is that Jamie Foxx is a cop. His partner, T.I., of course, as you would be in Vegas, your partner would be T.I., trying to highlight it's Vegas multiple times. And then they have the most ironic Vegas traffic of never seeing another car on the street the entire fucking movie, which is, again, another (laughs) problem I had with the movie that was just fucking ridiculous. And then the fact that the casino they're in, there's only ever like three rooms we ever see the entire movie. You don't go to small casinos? Hey, it was a $30 million budget. They built a one-room casino for this movie in a soundstage, and it becomes very, very clear that 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 seemed to be the case because I'd say a third of the movie takes place in the same room, and it's not even... It doesn't do it in a cool way. It does it in a, we got to shoot the shit out of the space that we've spent the money on. At least it feels like... Even if it was in a casino they still only kept sticking to the same few places. But beside the point, we get T.I. Jamie Foxx stealing drugs. Uh, they look like they're dirty cops. Turns out they, they've stolen drugs from this uh, kingpin in Vegas, or this guy who's doing this bigger drug deal 
with Scoop McNary. Dermot Mulroney is a uh, casino owner, and Scoop McNary is just a fucking crazy motherfucker with a terrible haircut that uh, <laughs> has someone's <laughs> tongue cut out in the first few minutes of the movie. And they're supposed to be exchanging cocaine and money. Well, Jamie Foxx interrupts that shit. His son gets kidnapped. Gabrielle Union, for some reason, is a nurse in a hospital because we need to keep introducing more faces you recognize. And they have this whole thing where he's been away from home for a while. Anyways, what it really boils down to is the first few minutes are good. There's a lot of questionable decisions, which ends up resulting in you sitting there wondering how well the script is written because these characters are supposed to be established as police officers who have been in their station for many years, some of them over a decade, are just saying the dumbest shit ever <laughs> if you've ever watched a cop anything. And then they just they just keep going off in weird directions that just don't make any sense. And it, at one point you're thinking, okay, I'm, I, I see where the movie's going. And then it makes a weird turn. And you're like, well, wait a minute. Weren't we just going this direction? It comes right back. It's like, oh, okay, good. I was right to begin with. I thought you were going to have a twist and you don't. The shining points of the film for me personally were the action scenes. The, the mm -hmm. fight scenes were actually very well executed. The director did a great job of covering that stuff. And I think a lot of that has to do with the, the, the casting. Um, the people that Jamie Foxx ended up fighting who weren't just stuntmen, but they actually were characters in the film. They had dialogue, they had names, they have long-standing careers, all three of them, the main three guys that I'm thinking of, at least, uh, long-standing careers in Hollywood for the past couple decades of being big movie stuntmen. And this movie is one of the few movies where they actually got to be featured with their own faces. They just got to play themselves. They actually got to have lines of dialogue. Um, and they deliver solid fight scenes. The problem I have with the movie is that we start off with Jamie Foxx being such a fucking badass and then he's such a bitch through his most kids, of the movie. His kids kidnap, man. It's 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 oh, shit. His kid gets kidnapped. His his side gets stabbed. That was one of my pluses. Is, is <laughs> that for the going. longest time? Yeah, he he gets stabbed in the side, and he he keeps addressing it. Like they make it a point of the movie. He has to, like his wound keeps bleeding, so he has to keep cleaning the wound and like changing his shirt and shit. But mm -hmm. then there's a point in the movie they just give up. They stop addressing it. It's like that's not a problem anymore. Jeez. We don't care. Um, his kid, yeah, his 16-year-old kid, who, by the way, looks 23 fucking years old, um, <laughs> is just all over this movie and for some reason doesn't know how to run out of a Las Vegas casino, which, <laughs> I'm sorry, has enough exits in real life that he could have got away at least a dozen times throughout the course of this movie. And then a couple points does. There was one point, I was watching this with my girlfriend, uh, we looked at each other and we totally couldn't understand how he got away from captivity. He's locked away. He's supposed to be in capture. And then the kid is just all of a sudden on the floor of the club in the next scene. Um, just total garbage, total garbage. So just to boil it all down, it, it was a red light. It, it just, I, 45 minutes into the movie, I was like, man, I've watched an hour and 15 minutes of this movie. Uh -huh. It's, it, th this is intense. <laughs> I actually don't mind it. This is a yellow light action movie for me. And then I looked at the timeline and I realized, fuck, there's an hour left of this. <laughs> try, ha <laughs> try having man. that in a movie theater, man. It's God, awful. dude, I feel so bad for you because I was like, you know what? You chose the movie. You do not get to choose the movie next time. Um, it, and it was so disappointing because I was so great. pulled in by the cast is fantastic. I love everyone in this movie. 
everybody's great in a lot of other things. But for some reason in this movie, it is the worst. And I know I've rambled on for quite some time because it was just, oh man, this movie just <laughs> happened to me so hard. Um, it was pretty much the I, opposite of how we all felt about the interview. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I love that movie, but damn, this was a pile. The uh, Ironically enough, and, and to start handing it off to everyone's favorite segment of the show, I have to point out the star of the film, he himself on Howard Stern show said, this film is the hardest film for him to personally watch. <laughs> Jamie Foxx himself yep. hates this movie and yep. he started it. To go with your, your tidbit that you gave us, uh, Jamie Foxx, one of his quotes from the Howard Stern show, he said, sleepless was a motherfucker. <laughs> so he was at the BET Awards in 2017. He said, I can't wait to tell you about that joint baby driver. It's crazy. It's cool. It ain't a typical film. It brings a thrill ride story, blah, blah, blah. He said, it's good too. It ain't like that last joint I had. I know it's tough. It's tough when you still got to promote it. You know, it's bad when they don't ask you nothing about the movie. Uh, They're like, man, that jacket you was wearing is tight. He's like, yeah, I know it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Foxx. Um, and then right, the yeah. last thing, apparently there's a movie critic that's called, his name's Ralph Seppi, Seppi Jr. Ralph Seppi Jr. A movie, he's got a famous YouTuber, movie YouTuber, whatever. Uh, that was his pick for the best film of 2017. Wow. Movie toast is not who you should avoid. Like and subscribe. <laughs> Smash the like button. Make go. sure you treat your hemorrhoids and eat plenty of vegetables. That, all good things. <laughs> all good things, guys. And remember to stay good healthy, stuff. stay inside. Stay toasty. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Red Twitter. Circle. Fuck me. I, I, I don't even know my own catchphrases anymore. Reddit. So I'm a ding dong. Reddit, Twitter, Instagram, Bye, Facebook. At the do, do, do. Wow, why do you keep that thing in your pants? It sounds like a python. I put it through the pee hole. Does your dick get cut up from like all the fucking the the, the zipper action? Yeah, all the time. Oh man, how do you how do you heal that thing? Or is it always bloody? It's the Oh man. Uh, do, uh, how do girls react to that? That's that's gonna be scary. I guess that's a fair question. How do you masturbate? I guess.